Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning. It is time to get up with T-minus two days and counting. Can Mr. Mahomes lift off into a stratosphere literally no player ever has before? Or will it be Purdy's party? Brock, with a chance to silence the doubters for all eternity, we've got you covered on the Super Bowl. And then, oh, a marvelous night for Mr. Jackson. But we'll tell you the one thing he's now done that no one ever had before, and he's not going to like it. Let's go with the Football Friday. For the game, we are get up. We are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. The squad is ready to go. Timmy is back for more QB quick reads. Bartholomew and D Wood are ready to go. Dan Orlovsky will join us from Vegas as we continue. And we will get to all your Super Bowl action, but hold everything. Did you see what Steph Curry did last night? What a show he put on in Indiana. What you were about to see are the first seven shots he took last night. D. Wood, they're all from three-point range, and they all go in. Yeah, you're talking about the, 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 the sniper of this generation going out there and just putting on a master class. In Indiana. Any generation, Bartholomew. Again, this you're counting them off. That was three. Here comes four. He's first quarter. The, all these are in the first quarter. Again, these are consecutive shots that he took. That one is the fifth, and here comes number six. Six for six. He's barely across midcourt. He's a monster. What do you do? <laughs> Got the double team. Pulling up from the low, though, damn it. The second quarter, this is his seventh shot. Mm. So he starts the game 7-7 seven of seven from three-point range. Here we are, final seconds of the half. Mr. Outside goes inside as well. There were no answers for Steph last night. Fourth quarter, he's still hitting the gas pedal here. Warriors are up by 17. There's Steph with his 11th three. 42 points for Steph Curry, 11 of 16 from three-point range. And the Warriors win it. 113-109. Curry at 35, having one of his best seasons of his career. And yesterday reminding us that he is the greatest shooter that we have ever seen. His 13th career game with 11 or more threes. That's more than triple the total any other player in history ever had. All right, to the Super Bowl. Here we go. We're counting it down to Super Bowl 58. You see it. We are counting it second by second. And we'll call this Fired Up Friday, the Super Bowl edition. Tim, what are you fired up to see? Listen, I'm fired up to see Patrick Mahomes' competitiveness and Brock Purdy kind of handling this moment. We know Mahomes is one of the greatest competitors. Like, how does he will his football team in this big moment? And then Brock Purdy, it's such a big deal for him. I mean, life-changing game for him. How does he respond in in that moment? Does he... Kind of answer the call and play as well as Patrick Mahomes. Stunning. The quarterback is looking forward to seeing the quarterbacks <laughs> play. Didn't see that one coming. <laughs> D. Wood, give me something you're fired up about on Friday. Who's going to own the middle of the field? I thought the, I thought, Bar, I thought the Ravens was going to own the middle of the field against Travis Kelsey. Now he got to got to match up again against Fred Warner. Who's going to own the middle of the field? We know that Travis Kelsey has been Patrick Mahomes' guy. 
through all these pre through all these postseasons. Let's see if they can. Let's see who wins this battle here. Proud to get you hurt. Fred Warner. <laughs> so you better double that, man. Proud to get Fine you hurt. How about you, Bartholomew? What are you looking forward uh, to? I'm looking on best on best. I'm talking about what's a goon to a goblin, Greeny. I'm going to see. Uh, I want to see my boy Trent Williams, Junkyard Dog versus Chris Jones, certified OG, triple OG. I want to see who's going to win that slug match. Yeah, there are so many ways in which this game is fascinating, that Kansas City defense, everything else. And what it all adds up to at the end of the day is that the Chiefs are underdogs in this Super Bowl, despite the fact that everyone I've had here all week long is picking them to win. Andy Reid yesterday was asked about being the underdog. Here's what he said. I understand why we're the underdog. I get that. We had some ups and downs during the season. Um, I never feel like an underdog uh, going into a game, but um, I understand why uh, it's been situated that way, but it is. It's what it is. Situated. You should hear the laughter here. Let me just quickly show you this. They got him right where they want him, right? And Patrick Mahomes, in his career as a betting underdog, is 9-3 and three outright. Not against the spread. He's 9-3 and three outright which is the best record by any quarterback in the Super Bowl era. So Mahomes has got him right where he wants him. But I wish you all could have heard it. When Andy Reid said that, when he said, I understand why we're underdogs, immediately Bart just said, lies. Yeah. What does that mean? Why is he lying? Listen, I, say, listen, I know that his commercial when he said, how about those nuggies was great acting, but that was acting right there. <laughs> Miss me with that, man. You talk about, listen, why, why put the, the chip on their shoulder, right? Being disrespected, the repeating champions. They have the experience. They've closed the deal. They have the best player on the team, on the field. I think they have the, they have the 49ers right where they, where they want them. And more pressure to me is on Shanahan and John Litch and that regime to kind of close the, to close the deal and finish the show. Because, listen, you love that beautiful quarterback over there that's not $900,000, but, you know, yesterday's price is not going to be today's price mm -hmm. for what he's done. Eventually, they're going to have to pay the piper. So it's interesting when you think about it that way because I, I did a, a couple of radio shows yesterday, and people were reminding me, just the conversations brought me back to, like, four weeks ago, no one thought the Chiefs were going to be here. The reason they're underdogs, if we watch them play on Christmas, if we watch them lose that game to the Raiders the week, yeah. they looked just Awful. So yep. the reality is they have flipped the switch, right? Yep. That's that's why they're the underdogs in this game. Yes. It's it's you know usually when people say you know can teams flip a switch, it's rare. I, I'm uh -huh. I'm very hesitant to, to to say a team can do that, but this team absolutely did that. I mean, a lot of people kind of left the Kansas City Chiefs for dead. Like, oh, look at the road they got to go on. They're gonna have to go through Buffalo. They're gonna have to go through Baltimore. Baltimore. Well, guess what? They've done, they've done all that. That was really the only. Last remaining question about Patrick Mahomes. We hadn't seen him go on the road the long, hard way. And now they've done it, and they're still the underdog. Mm -hmm. And you don't think that's not going to fire up those guys in that locker room? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they were underdogs in Buffalo, and they were underdogs in Baltimore. And Tim has X's and O's ready for us. All right, what does Mr. Mahomes need to do against this San Francisco defense? Yeah, well, we're going to make it about Mahomes, but I think it's more about the run game. Okay. You play San Francisco mm – -hmm. They're a fast-flow defense. That's a good thing if you're defense. Guys flying on the football. But you use that against them. Misdirection runs. Here's Detroit uh, a week ago. Well, look at the reaction. Look at Bosa closing from the backside. Look at Fred Warner and the angles that it then creates in the run game. Misdirection runs. Yes, in Bart, but when you get them in space, yeah. you get missed tackles. Same thing in this football game. It's a misdirection run. They're going to pull the right tackle. They're going to step down with Laporta. That means Bosa's going to close. 
a little misdirection in the backfield as well that gets you good angles at the second level. Look at Fred Warner. He's frozen because of it, which gets you angles to get up to him, which means you got a talented back in a lot of space in a one-on-one -on -one environment, and they win it here. If you look at it for the 49ers, mm -hmm. they are giving up like nine yards per carry on perimeter runs. Runs like that are part of the reason why. Use something that's a strength, which is flying to the football by the 49ers, yeah. against them. I think Kansas City will get to stuff like that. No, no, I totally agree with everything that you said. But what I'm looking at is like one of the most expensive lines, especially next year when they have to play Chase Young for giving up the draft equity they gave. I'm looking at the effort. That was disrespectful to the game of football when you look at the effort. <laughs> show the play again. City, if you can it, roll the play again, I, listen, show us what you're talking we, we about. Got, we got this thing called loafs. Man, these are minuses for everybody. And, like, and this is an important game to go to the Super Bowl. This is the type of effort. Let's look at Chase Young on the back. Let, now, let's look at the effort that him and Bosa have. Like, this is the type of effort. This is going to be a field day. This is a – look at this. Listen, listen, look at this. Because they're expecting an inside run and they're but, trying to spill. Like, I, I hear you. I understand like, all that, but the effort was disrespectful to the game of football. Like, I don't know if I can pay Chase Young. You know, it's one day, like, he plays like Tarzan, the next play he plays like Jane. Listen, effort can't be an option, right? <laughs> I got to be able to depend on that all the time. And, yeah, you can fast flow, but nobody's doing their job. They're not staying disciplined. They're not staying square. They're not you – know, listen, the effort of this – look at Chase Young. Look at him. Listen. Look at him. What the hell is that? Hey, which is why that's, – that's why. Like, if you're Kansas City, what are you doing? Like, that's exactly – you're making them run. Yes. Yes. What I'm saying is, like, I, I hope that the message was sent that this isn't, isn't acceptable to be on this team. I, I'd rather play – like, like, like – like, like uh, Singletary said, I'd rather play with 10 than play with dude that's playing like that. So, so it's interesting, uh, D. Wood. I, I'm glad we took that little side trip there because you're making a point and you're actually, I think, adding to it yes. more than anything else. The reality is the Lions stopped running yes. the ball yes. against San Francisco in the second half for reasons known only to them. If there's one thing Andy Reid has shown this year in particular and recently, they will be patient. Mahomes will stay right. patient. They know they're not the explosive offense they've been. So maybe this sets up for a big Isaiah Pacheco game. Oh, that, that's – I actually said yesterday, I think Isaiah Pacheco could be the MVP. MVP, yeah. The MVP of the yeah. game. And people got to understand – Andy Reid is a former offensive lineman. Like, so he understands the line of scrimmage, the running game, all those type of things. And if you go back and look at how the Kansas City Chiefs have operated this postseason, Patrick Mahomes has been a manager. Think about that. He's been a manager. He's been managing this whole uh, offense at a very high level. So I could absolutely see the Kansas City Chiefs grounding and pounding against this, against this San Francisco 49ers defense. Yeah, I think it's going to be the same game plan that you had against Baltimore. Because you look at this, the San Francisco defense and the personnel is very similar to Baltimore, two outstanding linebackers. And what they did is if they decide to play zone, they're going to eat you alive. you got to have every single way of doubling Kelsey that you can have. You can't allow him to move the chains and sit in zones and be able to just move the sticks and Patrick Mahomes being able to buy time with his legs. I, I, I double him with the hole player and the linebacker. I double him with the backside linebacker and the DN chipping off the end. You know, so you got to make sure that you beat him because if you look at, you know, the, the defense between, you know, San Francisco and the Ravens, they're very similar. I think that Warner and Greenlaw is going to handle Pacheco. Somebody's going to get him an attitude adjustment. I mean, he runs like, like, a, like an alligator, but you got to be able to be physical with him. 
Kelsey is the answer that, they, yep. that they're going to have to solve. Bart says things in the most interesting ways of anybody I've heard. But yeah. I'm always fascinated by the chess match of these things. We're going to make all our picks a little later today. We'll all smash helmets and everything else towards the end of the show to make our picks. Um, but I'm always fascinated by, well, they think we're going to do that. you got two weeks, right? Mm-hmm. So, okay, now they've been watching this tape. They've all, they see the same thing that Tim does and the same thing that Bart does. So now all of a sudden Andy comes out and tries to shake that up a little bit and things wind up going completely the opposite direction. How about, how about the chess match where I'm trying to fool you because I know what you know what I know you think I'm going to do? Yeah, I mean, and I think that the, the thing you can get in trouble with is playing that game too much and getting away from things that you do well. well. Right. Right? And so I think that, you know, in – when you look at it that way, and I think that happened to Baltimore last last week. Yeah. Think about Baltimore. They had six running back carries last week in the AFC Championship game. They They dropped back 82% of the time. And so I think that the danger is exactly that, Greeny. Look, know what you do well. Have a wrinkle, but do what you do well. So, like, for example, Kansas City's going to run the ball at you with Pacheco. He's an angry runner. They're going to do that. Well, then you go ahead and get an opportunity with with Rasheed Rice on some type of misdirection run off of it. So, like, I think that's how it really manifests. Look for the big play. Almost everyone we've had up here is expecting a low-scoring game. Factor that in however you will. We have so much Super Bowl coverage for you planned on this Friday. Meanwhile, coming up, it was a marvelous night for Mr. Jackson. But we will tell you the one thing he has now done that no one ever had before, and he's not going to like it. Plus, the D in Big D is for drama. Believe it or not, we got more of that yesterday from Dallas. Did you hear what Emmett Smith said about Mike McCarthy? Holy smoke, don't miss this. It's on the way in this hour. You're watching Get Up on a Football Friday on ESPN. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Get Up is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58, and in part by Applebee's. 
Now that's eating good in the neighborhood. All right, our next game is called Factor Fiction from last night's NFL Honors. So Joe Flacco was named Comeback Player of the Year. So D. Wood, Factor Fiction, was DeMar Hamlin snubbed out of that award? Oh, that's a fact. I mean, listen, we all saw, we all remember that Monday night game against Cincinnati where he, DeMar Hamlin basically died on the field. I mean, and the fact that we felt if he stepped back on the football field, that war basically should be named after him. So, absolutely. Yeah, that's what I think. I think they should name the award in his honor based upon the circumstances of what he did and give it to whomever they feel deserves it. C.J. Stroud, meanwhile, was named Offensive Rookie of the Year. Tim Hasselbeck, fact or fiction, he'll be a candidate for MVP next year. Oh, he absolutely will. In fact, I think he was a candidate for it probably this year, yeah. at least for much of the season. And I don't know why there would be any reason to think he wouldn't actually be better a year from now. Remember, he lost one of his best receivers during the season. I actually think he's just only going to improve, especially with what they're building in Houston. He had the best rookie season any quarterback ever had. And then Lamar Jackson won the MVP award. It was one vote away from being unanimous. Bart, fact or fiction, despite the playoff loss, Lamar's season was a success. No. Uh, fiction. A massive failure. I mean, you talk about, listen, this is this is the best player in football. The standard is high in Baltimore. Um, I think we have to hold him to the same standard that we hold Josh Allen, that we hold Dak Prescott. And if you ask those guys how their season was, they would say it was a failure. Because this was – it's very few times that you have the opportunity to have the best team, the most healthy team, and home field advantage. And I thought that they succumbed to the mystique of the Kansas City Chiefs, the mystique that, you know, Damon Woody's Patriots had. And that's sometimes what you have to defeat before you realize that you're the better team, you have the better players, but you didn't get the outcome that you wanted. So I think he would say it was a failure as well because not only are they not playing in the Super Bowl, they didn't even get there. And they lost it in front of their home crowd for the second time after being the number one seed during Lamar's uh, Jackson's career. L- let me put that full screen back up there again so everyone can digest it. And it's what I was talking about when I opened the show by saying he's now done something no one had ever done before. And it's not something anyone wants to do. What you are seeing are all the players who have won more than one MVP award in the Super Bowl era. And what you might notice is that Lamar Jackson is the only one on there who is not a Super Bowl champion. Every other player who has won multiple MVPs in the Super Bowl era has won the Super Bowl. Now, it is incredibly important to place the context. Lamar Jackson is 27 years old. He has plenty of time to join the rest of the players Uh, on that list. But until he gets it done, until that happens... He is the one player on that list who hasn't done it. Failure is such a complicated – if you're comfortable with it, I'm good with it. It's such yeah. a complicated word. He had a terrific season. He was the MVP of the league, so all of that speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. But I think if you look at – I actually sort of agree. It's not just him, but for the team itself. Right. That, to play as badly as they did yeah. in and every as he did. facet. And as he did. He played badly. They, I thought they coached well, that game I, yeah, terribly. I mean, you look at the first third down of the football game, it was a drop. Like, I don't know that the guys around him played well. Like, we just said, like, they called three, or excuse me, six running back carries. Well, they had two backs, they had three carries. Like, that's, listen, like, what is he, what, how, what's he supposed to do about that? He's responsible for two turnovers, holding on to the ball far too long and throwing to triple coverage. That's what I'm trying to say. He would say that that wasn't his best performance. We were expecting an MVP type of performance. That's the standard that we hold him to because we consider Lamar Jackson as a potential GOAT. And when when you're being judged that way, the same way we had to judge Peyton Manning for coming up short against all those Patriots teams, and we have to hold him accountable. I love Lamar Jackson. I've known him since he was 
in Louisville uh, and won the Heisman. Um, and I'm a Baltimore Raven, you know, apologist. But I have to call a spade a spade. That was a uh, that was a failure of one that we haven't seen in a long time. A total collapse. Yeah, I mean, listen. I think you, any, you ask Lamar Jack, he'll tell you that he didn't play. He didn't have his best game. There's no question about it. And, and also, the, the Baltimore Ravens as a team did not play well. I think it, it, as competitors as we all are, we will all say there's only one winner out here. Yeah. At the end of the day, regardless of accolades, there's only one winner. The winner of the Subo. That's it. And everyone else. It's just playing, playing second yeah. fiddle. So yes, the accolade is fine. It's, it's much, it's well deserved. But it is a failure in the grand scheme of things, Greeny, because everything was set up for Baltimore, Perfectly. and they couldn't come through. If that's a standard, yeah, there's 31 losers every year, 31 well, failures every year. Like if that's yeah. the standard, sure. Like, right. like we'll make it easy that way. Here's what I would say: If we were, go back a year, okay, who were the pass catchers in Baltimore? Was the offense going to develop? Was Lamar going to grow as a passer? Like, he did all those things is what you're yeah. saying. He did all of those yeah. things. Yeah. Every single one of them. He is a very different player yes. in February of 2024 than February of 2023. That is a huge thing mm-hmm. right. for the entire but, organization. But, huge. Like, but, like, but we only remember the winners. Sure. He, no, does, no, he doesn't want to fall into that category. That. He doesn't want to fall into that category that Philip Rivers fell into. Yeah, but if in that case, we say, hey, like Green Bay season was a failure. Like, no, no, I would no, say no, to no. You, like, hey, in Green Bay, like they didn't have a quarterback. Yeah. You know, if, if, hey, Denver, like that's a failure, yeah. like but in I, Denver. I, but I say that differently. It's about how they went out, right? Like, I think, I think Jared Goff, you can say that was a success, right? Because it's how they went out. They went out playing, he played well, some bad, some, some bad breaks, that's fine. But they got they they Lamar and Todd Munkin had that gla- okay. they had that glazed look over their eyes that we saw in Dak Prescott's eyes. It looked like the moment got to him because if they play this game nine nine out of ten times, I think the Ravens win that if the magnitude of the moment didn't overtake them. Let's put it this way, and Tim, I understand where you're coming from. Not everyone's season is a failure that doesn't win the Super Bowl. Right. Detroit's is not. Houston's is an Green Bay success. Is Green Bay's is a huge success. Yep. But when you have that game Dallas, at and you lay the egg that sure, they yeah. laid, it is a team failure. That, that part of it, I because agree Because these with. moments yeah. don't come back. Right. No, no, and listen, I, trust me, I agree with that. I understand that. I'm, but I'm saying, like, to look at it and say, hey, like, this is absolutely a failure – and I think when we say that, so much of it is, like, directed at Lamar, right? Just like we're saying, hey, it was directed at Peyton Manning. When I think that you, when you look at it and you say, all right, Zay Flowers, really? Like, did you need to do that after the big catch? Did yeah. you need to? Like, I just yeah. think we ought to be very careful putting things on Lamar that really should not be on Lamar. That yeah. said, he didn't play well, though, right? right. But, I mean, but listen, but, 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 but Greeny, this goes back to it. He's also not the play caller. They caught Todd six had, running back yeah. runs, Todd 82 had a dropbacks. Like, he's developed as a passer, but like at some point we got to say, like, no, look, you grew as an offense, but what are you doing how you called that game? Yeah, he just didn't look himself, and you expect the stars to be the stars, and if you lose, it's fine, right? When, 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 when Josh Allen lost to Patrick Mahomes, that still was a win. We didn't, we didn't point it at him. We pointed at the situational play call of the defensive coordinator. That was a lot on Lamar. Two big turnovers was on him. He didn't look like himself. One way or another, I mean, he wins the MVP last night, and, and that is the second of his career. Meantime, as we continue back to the Super Bowl, rock and roll, everybody, from Mr. Irrelevant to Mr. Superstar. Is his story the best we've seen in the NFL in decades? Deion Sanders has a lot to say about it. Don't miss it. Plus, today, the green list. I will give you the five best Super Bowl championship teams of all time. The definitive list on the way. Get up on ESPN.
Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. We're back on Get Up as we approach the bottom of the hour. We are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, and it is time for DraftKings Sportsbook predictions brought to you by DraftKings. All right, Bartholomew, here's the simplest one of all. Who will win MVP of the Super Bowl? Come on, man. We, we know this is the uh, Patrick Mahomes Invitational. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Winning for all the dead bods out there in the world. Like him, Tyson Fury, all our great stars in, in American sports are fat. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I don't want to body shame Patrick Mahomes. I'm just playing. I'm just, trying, I'm, I'm just trying to get him that. What's that? Skims? I'm just trying to get him a Skims um, endorsement. Him from, a uh, skim. Not that he need more money. I'm trying to get him that Skims endorsement. <laughs> Fair enough. From uh, Kim Kardashian. Uh, all right. It's what he's not. It doesn't have enough of right now is opportunities for endorsements. Uh, let's give a few more Super Bowl predictions. Tim. Who is more likely to score the first touchdown, McCaffrey or Pacheco? I'm going Isaiah Pacheco, and I just think that Kansas City's run defense is really, really good. Not that uh, the Niners isn't, but we just saw you know, a video earlier, and I think the way Pacheco runs with anger, and I think the yeah, attention on Travis Kelsey, I think it ends up being a pretty big Isaiah Pacheco night. I'm hearing a lot of that all week long. Meanwhile, D. Wood, Brock Purdy, we saw him running a little bit last week. 
more or less 12 and a half rushing yards. Oh, come on, man. This is going to be more. Like, like just look at the second <clears> half <throat> of, that, the, of the NFC Championship game where he used his head on multiple, multiple occasions look to get out of a situation. Like, that, that's, that's what makes Brock Purdy, to me, like, like that guy. Like, when things break down, he's able to make plays with his legs. So, it's an underrated aspect of his game. Interesting that you put it that way. Is Brock Purdy that guy? That has been such a polarizing topic on this show and others in so many different ways. So it was only natural that Deion Sanders would weigh on it yesterday at the Super Bowl. Here's what he said. This kid is the best story probably that has been over two decades. Mm coming from what the last player taken to in the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and lead his team to the Super Bowl because of his play. I love this kid, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, shoot, I'm looking for a, block, a, a Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. Is he? <laughs> Brock Purdy. I'm sorry, I can't recruit right now. It's a damn period. I'm sorry, it's a damn period. I can't recruit right now. All right, so there, I mean, there's Dion weighing in on it. It's really interesting. So we could take this in a number of different directions. I thought Tim did an outstanding job yesterday with his tape showing that Brock Purdy, certainly last week against Detroit, did a lot more than manage the game. So we, we went there. But how about the magnitude of the story itself? Two decades, I mean, that brings in Brady. If we're going to go back to Kurt Warner, there may never be a story like that. But this Brock Purdy story, if he does it from Mr. Irrelevant to Super Bowl champion in two years, that would be the stuff that they make movies about someday. Yeah, and, and my answer, I'm looking at the jib, was really, uh, you know, Kurt Warner bagging groceries coming from yeah, anything, Northern Illinois. I mean, yeah, look, nothing I mean, will I ever be that. The starting quarterback goes down. But how about this? I mean, if I had told you. No, no. I do the draft. Listen, yeah. right? When the draft ends and they say, okay, the final pick in the draft is Brock Purdy. <laughs> if I had turned to you right then and said, oh, by the way, he's going to be the starting quarterback and, the, and a Super Bowl champion next year, two years from right now, right. you would have laughed me out of the, out of the entire city of Las but, Vegas. But I, I, I think, you know, the story is, is a beautiful story, right, of perseverance. Also, I think it's an indication about what happens when guys stay in college and develop, right, because you, it's about reps. And I think a lot of the big busts that have come out doesn't have the experience of throwing the football and playing in meaningful games and seeing different defenses. Listen, he equips himself very well. Um, but I think you still have to keep it in context, right? I, I don't know if the Brock Purdy story happens anywhere else other than this unique situation. And, you know, I think it gets complicated and it's a bit of a gray area um, because we, we, we're talking about, you know, the beginning of the story. We don't know how it ends. And we'll see if Brock Purdy can prove that he's more like Tom Brady than, you know, maybe one of these one-hit wonders when they have to pay him and he's – he, he loses maybe the best roster in all of football. So you have to hold on to that as well. And I think Joe Montana mentioned something like that earlier this week. Uh, you know, but he, he is not just a product of his environment because if that was the case, Sam Darnold would be doing the same thing and Jimmy G would have been doing the same thing. So he is playing well and he's mastering the system. He's comfortable in being who he is. I don't think anybody here would say he's a top 10 quarterback. But I think, you know, he's the perfect quarterback for them at this time. I like Brock Purdy a hell of a lot more at $900,000 than I will at $45 million. If Brock Purdy, if Brock Purdy goes out there and wins the Super Bowl and he doesn't play another snap, it's, a, it's one of the best stories that we'll yeah. have in, in, in the history of our league. Yeah. It, it really would be. I mean, think again. Think about it. The man was Mr. Irrelevant. Mr. Irrelevant, you go out here and you to ice things, to, ice, to, to put the icing on the cake, you go out there and you beat a guy that we're having a conversation about, the, who like the GOAT conversation at quarterback, and Patrick Mahomes, you go out there and win the Super Bowl. 
Like that is a story. That is the literally a Hollywood st type story for Brock Purdy. Like you just don't see these type of things happen. Regardless, like you just don't see these type of stories come along that often. But it's 15 more years of listen, a story we have to talk yeah, about. No, sure. And then, then, but like, look at you brought up Doug Williams yesterday. Amazing story. Amazing probably story. Probably at the time, like maybe maybe one of the best, if not the best Most story, like in story. that in that you know era, right? Brady, you know, certainly you know, fits that mold. Kurt Warner, no question about it. Like, listen, like, probably given hope to so many guys that weren't drafted at the position. Right. Yeah, like, this is the greatest story. Like, what Deion said in two decades that we're talking about, yeah, it is. The, listen, the only reason he was drafted last is because they were like, you know what, he might sign as a free agent with Minnesota, so let's right. go ahead and draft him. Like, right. mm -hmm. absolutely. I would say this, like, and because of it, and the story will continue, I don't, why are we not comfortable paying him $50 million. If you are good it's, enough yeah. to win a Super Bowl, yeah. why are you not good enough to be paid on par with a bunch of guys that can't? Because of what you can't put around but, them. But, 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 but here's know. what I would say. like We're looking at this. I think we... I'm not saying he can't. I think, I think that we, we are assigning, know. when we talk about what he might get paid, I think we are assigning traits that dictate why a guy gets drafted, physical traits of why a guy gets drafted in the first round, okay. right. which quite honestly are like the biggest misleading characteristics in quarterback evaluation. Go chase arm strength. See where that gets you. Like, like go trace Drew, the guy being 6'6". Six, six. See it. where that gets you. Like, to me, the most important thing about playing quarterback is yeah. making good decisions. Mm -hmm. That's number one. Number two is, are you accurate? Number three is, can you create? He does all three of those things as well as any of the best of the best. I get that. So like, I, like, why are we in a point now? What? Because he looks like no. a high school quarterback. No, 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 no. It, it has nothing to do with that, in my opinion, because Drew Brees looked exactly yep, the same way. Exactly right. But he proved that he had the great gene when he didn't have the best weapons around him. People always talk about, like, oh, well, Phillip Rivers is there. Like, Drew Brees was having a hell of a season before he got his shoulder stepped on yeah. and before he became a free agent. But what I'm saying is, Brock Purdy, when you take those weapons away, then what is he? Because we've seen him struggling. In just a short sample size, when, when a couple players go down in the game, well, that's what the roster's going to look like on a daily when you, when you take that big that much piece of the pie. Yeah, but how many quarterbacks, when you take away, no, 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 no. they're going to struggle. It's no, still no. a dependent position. Right. Quarterbacks are dependent. It's a very dependent position. But, he, like, but, like, but it feels like he's more dependent than what some of the guys that we consider top ten quarterbacks would be. Uh, yes, uh, we're all products of our environment, systems, and personnel. But what I'm saying is, what is Brock Purdy when you take away Ayuk and uh, maybe Debo Samuel uh, or Kittle? Well, what are a lot of guys if they were in the same, same No, 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 but no, no, no. It's, it's, Brady it's, no, without Gronk. No, no. no. <laughs> like, what are we talking about? I guess, yeah, I guess, that's my, one, I guess, that's I guess my, my whole point is, my whole point is, if Brock Purdy was a first-round pick, we wouldn't even be having these type of discussions. If Brock Purdy was That's a first, if Brock Purdy was a first-round draft pick, they wouldn't have Brandon and you can be able to trade for a guy like Chase Young. That's the that's the nuance of the conversation. We yeah, have to do keep that. that but I'm just saying, like, well. the only reason we're having these these type of discussions is like, because of where he was drafted. Like, if, if Brock Purdy was a first round draft pick, he would be three inches taller and and all right. So I mean, right. all these things. The, the well, well, Baker Mayfield was the first overall pick. You're making, he looks the, same. The, the point you are making is a reasonable one, and we have no way of knowing what the answer but is. We going will find to be. out. We'll find out when we get there. The point is at this moment. Hey, the first chapter of the story is as good as it can get. We'll see what San Francisco. Feels about him and how important he is when it comes time to give him $50 million. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, I, 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 we'll know what the league thinks of him when it come comes time to pay him. Look, every team would be better off not paying their quarterback $50 million. <laughs> right. Right? Right. But some, in some cases, you have no choice but to do it. If he wins on Sunday, he'll have done something that Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert and Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson and all these other guys have never done, and that is win the Super Bowl. Now, is he, is he in a better situation than they all were? Yeah, I, I guess he is, but you got to give credit where it's due. All right, let me leave that there for the moment. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And for Super Bowl 58, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 of bonus bets instantly. Download the app. Use the code GETUP when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. My green list is coming up next. Who were the greatest Super Bowl championship teams ever? The 85 Bears make the list. Did I put them at number one? You'll find out next. Plus, the D in Big D stands for drama, and we got more of it in Dallas. Oh, my goodness. Did you hear what Emmett said yesterday about Mike McCarthy? Don't miss this. Next, get up on ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Welcome back to Get Up, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. And we are counting it down to Super Bowl 58, literally counting the seconds until the biggest game of the year. And all week long, I've been doing my green lists for you, and I've saved the best for last. Here they are, the definitive list of the top five Super Bowl championship teams ever. 
At number five, the 1975 Pittsburgh Steelers. I chose this as the best of the Steel Curtain seasons. They only lost one meaningful regular season game the entire year. They allowed 11 points per game in the regular season. They had eight Hall of Famers, plus the coach. Lynn Swan was the Super Bowl MVP. Could have chosen two or three of those Steeler teams. I chose 75. At number four, the greatest show on turf, the 1999 Rams. They scored 33 points per game. They had the best point differential of any Super Bowl champion ever. Kurt Warner threw 41 touchdowns. Marshall Falk ran for almost 1,400 yards and caught 87 passes. They had some tough games in the playoffs, but in the regular season, they were as good as any Super Bowl champion ever. At number three, the 1984 49ers. They were the first team ever to win 15 games in a season. Their only loss that year was by three points. They beat the Bears 23 to nothing in the NFC Championship game. Joe Montana was the league MVP that year, and he was the Super Bowl MVP that year. It killed me to put the 85 Bears at number two because I believe they were the best team I ever saw. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. That team could have punted on first down every time they got the ball all season long and still gone 8-8. Eight and eight. That defense was so dominant, and the offense had Walter Payton and Jim McMahon and a bunch of other really good players. I think they were the best team ever. I think they would have beaten the 72 Dolphins, but I can't give it to them. They have to be at number two, and you have to give credit where it is due. The Miami Dolphins are the only unbeaten Super Bowl champion in history. I know their Hall of Fame quarterback, Bob Greasy, didn't play more than half the season. I know there are things about that team that don't seem as spectacular as others, but perfect is perfect. Every game on their schedule, they won. Until someone else matches that, they deserve to be at the top of this list with Don Shula and company. The 72 Dolphins are the greatest Super Bowl championship team of all time. Let's get the group in here again. The 85 Bears, the 84 Niners was a a, a blink of an eye between them and 89. The Rams, I think, deserved it, if only because they were so much fun to watch. And all those Steeler teams deserve consideration. What do you think? That's a, I mean, listen, that's a great list. You know, for me, I'm, I'm partial. That 90, 1999 Rams team, I mean, they were unbelievable. The great, greatest show on turf. And I got to play against a version of that in the, it a couple years yeah. later. They were special. Special. Hard to argue with that one. Like, like the Bears, to me... That stat about punting on first down. They could have. How good they've been. Like, the game changed with their defense. Yep. How they called defense. I mean, it's defense you played in. You know, a version of it, right? Like, like the reality is, is like, I I like people that have changed the game. So, when I look at number two and number three, look, the Niners changed the game with how they called offense. So, you know, to me, missing the Cowboys here is – Question. Which Cowboys team? Yeah. I mean, pick kind one, of like that. that, pick love that. Maybe the 90s yeah. or the 70s? 90s, 90s. I mean, I mean, they were dominant. That offensive line struck fear. Yeah, I mean, they everybody. lost a lot more games in the regular season than yeah, any of these yeah. teams did. Yeah, a lot, but Emmitt Smith decided I wasn't coming in for okay, the first well, couple But, weeks. I mean, dominance that, that is too. dominance. You either dominate the league you play in or you don't. This is the list. Let the record show. I am the world's <laughs> foremost authority on all hey, matters. But if, they, if these teams played in playoffs, who would win? The Bears. The 85 okay, Bears. So, so, right, the okay, 85 so, Bears, so. but they lost Dan Marino beat them. I mean, at the end of the day, if, if perfect is perfect, I don't think it's fair to put anything above that. Okay, well, like you ten, mentioned When the, the Dolphins won, it was like eight games. No, yeah. <laughs> they were 14 games. All right. Next stop, you got to hear this. So the Cowboys are expected to hire Mike Zimmer as their defensive coordinator, filling the vacancy left by Dan Quinn. That's all well and good. Yesterday, their legend, Emmett Smith, 
aired out his concern with the team and the coaching staff after the playoff exit. Listen to this. Our team just seem, seems to be lost. I mean, I, I just I cannot put my finger on why it looks so, so bad. So if that's the case, why is Dallas bringing back Mike McCarthy next year? Because I'm not a GM. And, and to be honest with you, uh, I thought that that move would have been made uh, because of how bad it looked. Holy smoke. Mm. That, because I'm not, that is Emmett talking rev- directly. What? What? To revoke his field pass? No. <laughs> you don't revoke Emmett Smith's field pass, right? I mean, the, Emmett Smith can say what Emmett Smith uh, wants to say. That's Cowboys royalty saying, man, I would have fired that coach, which is what you said and what I said and what most people I know said after that game. But when Emmett says it, that you have to pay attention. I mean, I think you pay attention. I think, you know, Mike McCarthy's, you know, walking a mile, and he understands what this season is all about. Um, but let's put the blame where it deserves, too. Dan Quinn was horrible. He, he, he picked a, a bad day to have a bad day as well. You know, so you talk about the worst unit on that field was that defense and, and no answers being, you know, you know, shredded, you know, to pieces by basically a first-year starter, um, a guy with the youngest team in football. So I don't want to put all the pressure on, on Mike McCarthy. Like, I, I, listen, if they would have fired him, I would have understood but you have to also look at what he's done over his his career there. I mean, 12 wins. How hard is it to get 12 I mean, wins? You're the, you that just division? told me that Lamar Jackson's season was a failure. Yes. The Cowboys got humiliated yes, in their own stadium in their first playoff but, game. But, How is that not a failure? But I didn't say that, you know, uh, Dak, uh, Lamar Jackson should be kicked off the team. Right. I just said, listen, it was a failure. <laughs> right. And the Dallas season was a failure as well because I don't know if it would ever be set up for them to be able to make a run uh, again like that as well, right? But, but it's, I don't think that he should be fired. What do you think? Uh, like, it has – we can talk about Dan Quinn – we can talk about Mike McCarthy. You know what the real problem with the Cowboys is? Is the culture in their organization is too comfortable. And mm. who does that come from? It's too comfortable in yeah. their organization. Like, there's no fear in that organization, I think, from the players. Like, I think that, like, I, and I just go back to, like, Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy yeah. Johnson was a, you know, w- like, was a feared coach. Guys was on, their ed- was on edge if they didn't do things on the right way, fearing that they would lose their job. That's part of the reason. Yeah, they had great players, but part of the reason was those guys were always uncomfortable. Mm. Like, they didn't, they, they, like, they had a fear in that organization. That, to me, is the biggest part, the biggest problem with the Cowboys. Like, is there a bunch of fear in Kansas City? I don't think there is. Like, I think it's a different generation of player, and so I think that creating an environment of but, fear. Like, I don't know that that but, works anymore. Yeah. Here's what I'm saying. Like, we're, we're like, hey, fire him. Like, like he went 12-5, and five, okay? Meanwhile, the defensive coordinator gets a head coaching job when the defense is what stunk, yeah. you know, worse than the offense in, in the, their last game of the season. Yeah, so, like, point. I just think that, like – for whatever reason, the arrows are just pointing at, but, you know, at Mike McCarthy. And I think that if we look at it, look, he fired his offensive coordinator. They, I think you'd actually say they maybe got younger better. and better yeah. on offense under him. Like, so we're just going to reset it because the defense had a bad day? Like, yeah. I, I mean, they you, got well, all you, these well, people in, inside their own locker uh, room or extended, the locker room adjacent taking shots at the quarterback. Well, I mean, they're, they're like um, – they're like a dysfunctional mess, right? Well, it's yeah, a little bit of a circus. Like, to me, I think like, like what Emmett did 
Unless he's allowed to do whatever he wants, I guess, or what, you know, other people, like, that to me is what needs to stop. What, yeah, what right? needs to stop? Just like, like that, pointing. that's not helping. Well, who's like, stopping it? Well, listen, why I, isn't I, anyone but, stopping but, it? Why hasn't anyone come out and said anything about it? But that it? goes back to the culture. And that's what D. Will's talking about. Right. They're too quick. Listen, it has always been said in football circles that if you punch Dallas in the mouth, they will fold. They don't have that grit, right? They don't have that mental toughness. And you see it coming out as they're pointing fingers, the passive-aggressive stuff, allowing your family members to say things about and not having that stuff in-house and, and, and Michael Parsons not coming out and, right. and, and speaking on what his brother said and ducking and hiding. That's passive-aggressive. It's right. a bad culture to have, and that's something that's been in that locker room, in that organization ever since the 90s. Listen, Jimmy Johnson, if, if Jimmy Johnson's halftime speech was any indication of how he ran his ship, that lets you know that. But, but then why, why is it not, not all good in New England under Belichick then? No, because you know what I mean? but, maybe fear might have been the wrong word. Culture is the a better word is accountability, yes. yeah. right? Andy Reid may not have people afraid, yeah. but they are accountable. Right, sure. And that leadership also comes yeah. from the guy wearing number 15. You, you, you want to you know an example of that? Yeah. Darius Tony, you hurt. I ain't hurt. Yeah, you is. You ain't playing. <laughs> Sit your ass down. <laughs> that's exactly Okay. Yeah, that's accountability. We didn't even get to the more egregious thing that one of the Cowboys said yesterday. There's so much that we have today. We'll get everything in as we continue to roll on. Meantime, we also got good NBA action coming your way. We'll show you that one on Saturday night. But Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are underdogs. How much magic will Mr. Mahomes need to win another Super Bowl? We're talking about it next. Oh, it's a football Friday. Get up on ESPN.